Thank you. Okay, I will give you I will give you a minute to look over it, and then we'll come back to Shit. Roland and um, <laughs> Kiriel. But first, Atosh, you along with eight gods and a goddess, or seven gods and a goddess, start walking up the stairs, up the Mount of Stars. And Viridian squeezes your hand and pulls you close. What's up with Atosh? What are they doing? What are they thinking, saying? Definitely holding Viridian's hand as well and walking close to her and uh, curious as to what's going on and what the next step is. Um, So walking with Azar probably and uh kind of feel nervous but also weirdly safer because the people that they've been contacting are kind of with them um so azar what is happening what where are we going to the mount of stars happens at the Mount of Stars with us. Me. Viridian is the missing thread. With her, we can put things right one way or another. One way or another. Yes. How do we know which way that do we do we not know? Do we do we fi- do we fight fight somebody? Do we fight somebody? No. Curiel and I wager Roland might give her a hand. We'll be doing the fighting for us. The Mount of Stars. Okay. Well, what what? Ha- I mean, vaguely know what happens here, but what does setting it right look like? The Mount of Stars is the place. Where the threads, the weave, the song, the great game, all come together. And you can see it. Directly. How does Viridian become a part of it again? Well, perhaps it is best explained once we're there, but either through sort of an unraveling or making an amendment so to speak so she's in danger I'm not sure what you mean by danger okay you seem concerned Natasha a little bit Azar but I think that's fair. I mean, you're just being very vague. Which is where I live, and usually I'm... Yeah. It's simply a bit difficult to explain without a certain amount of demonstration. Okay. The first time I came, well, I had to go in, come out, go in, come out three or four times before I really felt some comfort with it 
But you are much smarter than me and much more comfortable with these sorts of things. So, I think you will do well. Uh, thanks for the vote of confidence. <laughs> I am going to try not to think about it and just put one foot in front of the other. That is a good idea. <sighs> and you guys continue up the stone steps and they eventually lead to a large weathered marble archway that leads to a dark tunnel. But we'll come back to that in a minute. Roland, uh, Curiel seems to be in a sort of delirious state. Uh, she's burning up like she has the worst fever you've ever, ever seen. Um, and is barely conscious. Uh, what are you doing? I mean, what did they do to her? Is, am I noticing any other serious changes? I mean, I was there for the conversation, right? So I'm kind of mm -hmm. aware of what's happening. Yes. Um, there is nothing apparent right now. Okay. I mean, can Curiel answer if, I'm, if I talk to her? Maybe a little. Maybe yeah. a little. Um, are we down by the boat again? Uh, no, I think this is, I think we're, we're a little bit back in time. Like basically they've just turned away and have started walking away, leaving okay. you guys here. Do you want to stay here, Curiel? Do you, you want to walk back? Um, uh, yeah, we can, we got to get to the, the, the shore. We got to, let's go. I think she's like trying to like stumble back towards where they came from. Whoa, whoa, whoa there. I think Roland sort of helps steady her. Um, and like together they, they make their way down the path. Yeah. I think, I think Tara helps as best she can. And, and RJ is, RJ is, is, is kind of like taking a little bit of like charge and is probably with his dad uh, supporting, doing the actual support, other half of supporting Kiriel down to the beach. Mm -hmm. And you guys reach there. And I think that's when Kiriel passes out. Roland, what do you do? I mean, I think we, we just lay her down, you know, that soft sand. Mm -hmm. And it's, did you say it's like pseudo nighttime? That's like stars are out and stuff. Not yet. It's probably sunset. Okay. I mean, I think uh, we're just going to wait here. I don't think there's much we can do until Curiel feels better. And then we can get on the ship and head back. I think Roland takes another look back up the path. And is just thinking about, you know, what he may have given up and, and thinking about, you know, how Atosh is. Myra, Myra looks at you, Roland. You really mean it. <laughs> really mean what? <laughs> it's funny. It took gods and dragons and all of it. But you picked us. I've always cared about you, Moira. I've always cared about 
all of us. I mean, it's just, I guess I was worried, you know, you'd never believe me. I'm glad that uh, I can literally turn down a God, you know, for, for our family, for a second chance, you know. You've earned that. She sits beside you. So we sit here and wait for the girl to turn into a dragon and wait for the gods to make the winter stop. You know, when things are this big, you know, what can a, what's a mortal to do? Am I right? Except, uh, and I think Roland's like running his hands through the sand. He's like, but build a sandcastle and play a tune. Curiel, what do you dream about? And then tell me what the transformation looks like. Hmm. Um, are these dreams, uh, like divine? Are they directly related to this transformation or is this just kind of like any dream? This is any dream. Hmm. (sighs) That's interesting. Um. I think, I think that like usual, Curiel's dreams are rooted um, in her childhood and growing up in Azar's village. Um, And I think we just, we get these shots of, um, you know, Curiel when she was little and her horns were like, just a couple of inches long. Um, And she's playing in the flowers. And she runs up to a group of other children who are human and, um, and they laugh and they point and they run away. And she grows older and we can see groups of girls talking and giggling and pointing while she's sitting through classes and we get shots of her at home in her room just slamming her fist against her horns and shots of her spending hours and hours and hours on getting ready and putting makeup on and trying to look beautiful. And then I think she awakens. (laughs) Is it painful? The transformation process? Mm-hmm. 
yeah um i think that like her back is literally being like stretched and torn apart and like her skin is like separating into these big gashes and that's where wings begin to grow and her hands are getting bigger and bigger and um and her skin is changing and shifting into scales and her fingertips are transforming and melting and turning into claws um and every part of her is just being stretched to its limit getting bigger and bigger um and the body that she's known is being torn apart to some extent um And she's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And she feels powerful. Perhaps for the first time. Roland, do you want to describe what the dragon looks like? I think, uh, I mean, are we witnessing this transformation? Mm-hmm. I think everybody is like, your family is like scuttling behind you in a sense. Mm-hmm. And watching this. I think Roland at first before the changes really started to play started to occur was playing like a, a funny song for his family called My Best Friend Turned Into a Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as it really started, they all kind of backed up and now they're watching and their like chins are going higher and higher as they look up. And I think Roland is just like Wow. She's beautiful. And I think, you know, Curiel looks like this sort of like almost based on this, you know, image I'm looking at, like this sort of like lilac, almost lavender, very, very pale purple, but with like fiery red at the top going down the, the spikes like along her spine. Um, and just sort of like this orangey sort of warm colored scale all over. And it's just like bigger than any creature, anything that Roland has ever seen. Do you say anything to her? Yeah, I think I, I let go of my kids' hands who are holding on to me. And I think they stay where they are, but I take a few steps forward. I lay a hand on on Curiel and I just say, Curiel, is it are you alright? She lets out the mightiest roar that like <laughs> shakes the leaves on the trees. And I think uh, Roland lets out like a big whoop, like a whoo. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> How do I look? You look... You want me to be honest? Yeah, yeah, please be honest. I, you I'm look, a little bit nervous. You look badass. And you look I great. Do. Oh, I feel badass. This is fantastic. Good. 
I mean, I don't want to, you know, you fantastic. I don't want to, you know, push you to your limits or anything, but can you fly? What can you do? I mean, this is incredible. Oh, oh my, I, I, I don't know. I, I think she like tries to like lift her wings, um, but she's not super practiced at it yet. So she kind of like lifts off the ground and like falls back down. That's fair. But I will say there's a lot of instinct going on. Yeah. No, I was going to say, like, I feel like she gets it, like, like she picks up on it very, very quickly, especially because, I mean, like, she's literally on an island with the beast gods. Like, I would imagine there's some, A, instinct, for sure, and B, like, a lot of powerful divine energy that is probably playing a role in this. So I think she manages to, like, lift up off the ground pretty damn quickly. I never thought I'd ever see anything like this in my life. This is, I'm, I'm so happy for you. <laughs> want to ride? Oh, I, I mean, I didn't want to, but if you're offering, <laughs> uh, yes, I want to ride. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then Benson can fly alongside me and finally I can know how Benson feels. <laughs> <laughs> I think she like I think she looks down at Roland's family too and she's like want to come with? Very... Not Benson. Roland's family. Did I say Benson's family? <laughs> well, they're basically they're basically Benson's family. <laughs> they're basically same difference. Yeah. I think very cautiously and then very exuberantly they they climb aboard and you give them a circle around the island mm-hmm. um meanwhile atosh you along with these gods have entered the archway and into the tunnel and about halfway through this long unlit hall where the only light is the little bit of glow coming from the ghostly fox god and uh, the otter god who still has some of that anglerfish glow going on. You, you feel the mountain rumble with a roar and all of the beast gods smile and then continue on until you reach a room. If you could call it a room. It's more of a space, it feels like. It feels seemingly endless, dark, with no floor or ceiling. But there are these infinite glowing threads that stretch on above and below forever in these vertical lines at slight angles everywhere around you, like a forest of these threads. The gods step out into the nothingness and Viridian does as well, and pulls you along. Whenever you take a step, it feels as if there's stone beneath your feet, and you don't fall, but it certainly doesn't look like as though there's anything beneath your feet. And the strangest thing is that even though you walk for minutes through this strange space, that doorway out 
always seems close by, so you never feel lost. And as you go, the threads, they weave and hum faintly as you walk behind them. The beast gods in Azar, they occasionally pluck a string as they go by. And they hum the strings, the threads, like a lute or a guitar. And every time they pluck one, the other threads nearby hum in harmony. As you go, you see... Azar stop and pluck a particular thread and just for a moment you see a woman with dark hair a mace at her side praying to him and as he plucks it a healing warmth flows through her hands and into someone who looks a bit like a mage with blackened hands and then the vision is gone but you continue on until you reach a sort of nest of these threads, these, these strings. And there are four women in the center. One you recognize, Asinia, the pirate goddess, adventure made alive, invention, her sword at her hip, along with a tall woman made of ever-shifting ice, who you assume is the goddess of winter. And beside her, another woman of warmth and light and mirages come to life. And Autumn, a woman of red and orange and yellow foliage. All of them constantly weaving a thread back together again, over and over, as it unwinds as fast as they can keep it together. When she sees it, Viridian squeezes your hand, seemingly scared. And before you can say anything or do anything, the three seasonal goddesses stop what they're doing. And as they do, the thread starts to unravel quickly, and the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Uh, seven men all rush to take their place as the, th the three other seasons rush to their sister's side. And they're quickly disappointed. You can see in their eyes that they really hoped Viridian would recognize them fully. Mm. And she doesn't. What do you do, Atosh? Um, still hold Viridian's hand, but kind of size and ah, uh, you guys have been missing, missing your other season. I I see it. I see it now. Um, this these are uh. How are you doing, Viridian? Viridian kind of nods to the to the other seasons, and she says, "It's nice to meet you. I'm sorry it's meeting." And the three of them they look hurt, but they're polite. 
And they step back and they draw Viridian away from you such that she has to let go of your hand. And they tell her to hold the thread, her thread, this bright green thread. And as she does, it doesn't re-ravel itself, doesn't weave itself back together, but it does stop unraveling. And the 11 gods and goddesses let out a sigh of relief at that. And Asinia says, well, now we can actually come to a decision, can't we? A, a decision? She looks at you, Atosh. Oh, wow. One of them decided to stay. That's surprising. Well, good on you, Atosh. I, um, know is Azar, uh, and I know you're Asinia. Yeah, I'm here. Um, and there's a bunch of seasons and gods, and this is new for me. Well, first of all, you're not being rude. They all say <laughs> names are a human thing. So, winter, summer, autumn, they kind of go by animals, but they change. So, don't worry about it. Oh, good. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. You, uh, seem a little overwhelmed there. Uh, it's not every day that you cross the Lost Passage that most people don't make it through and then meet a bunch of really powerful deities, you know. It's, uh, I'm, uh... Big day. Big day. Yeah. She walks over, puts a hand on your cheek. I think you did it for the right reasons, though. Yay. Really? That's that's big, hearing, coming from you. I, I really appreciate that. Yeah, you know. I bet you're looking for an explanation, though, huh? Uh, I mean, what, what happens now? <laughs> She looks at his art. You didn't tell him a damn thing. <sighs> Poet. He was really vague. Super vague, Asenia. Like... Uh, he... He, uh, he just thinks differently. It's okay. <laughs> so God glad you... <laughs> but you've read his book, right? The, the, really, fa the really famous one, right? Yeah, the one with all the poems. Yeah, yeah, he couldn't just up and tell me that he loved me and wanted me to live with him. No, 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 no. He wrote a book. Uh, he finally got there, but it took him... Yeah, okay. It took a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once they've got... They've got it. Once she's got Atosh laughing, she's she starts, like, actually kind of explaining because, like, she feels like, okay... They're doing better now. We 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 calm the situation with some humor. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's actually kind of simple. The thing to understand is that when they took her away, spring, her thread began to unravel because they 
sort of broke her, if that makes sense, from the song, from the weave. Mm. So it began to unravel. But the thing to understand is all the threads are actually one thread. I know it doesn't look like it, but it is. Mm. So if one of them unravels, especially one at the center, Mm. they all start to come undone. The entirety of existence was coming undone. So we gathered and kept putting things back together over and over and over again. Sounds like a hoping lot that of work. it was. By the time we had all gathered here, so many threads had come undone. You were hoping. Sorry, I, I interrupted. You're all right. Well, we were hoping that someone would find her eventually. Azar and I were thinking maybe some folks from the parish that we'd left, but we were distant. Couldn't really talk to humans or beasts from afar. Wasn't clear, wasn't easy. But the beasts lay like their prophecies. And we all saw, and she gestures to all the attending divines, we saw the potential in you and Roland, Kiriel. And when you came close, those shepherds. We did our best to give a little push. And here she is. Viridian. Spring transformed. She's arrived. And now we have a choice. We begin again or we amend the order of things. Because she is not spring. Not as she was. So things can't go back the way they were. Not like we hoped. I will give you a moment, Olivia, to uh, think about all that. Come up with some questions, some thoughts, what you might want to say. And we'll cut back to Kiriel, Roland and his family, having just landed back at the beach after an exhilarating ride. <laughs> um, well, Kiriel, I mean, you you heard what those gods said. It's We gotta go take down this big bat. I, that's all that's left to do. <laughs> Alright. You know, seems that way, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling pretty good about it. Do you feel good about it? I feel good about it. I feel good. This could be fun. Let's enjoy this. 
You know what? There's just enough. There's not enough to be doom and gloom. Let's go kick this wizard's butt. <laughs> he has no idea what's coming. All right, let's uh, drop my my uh, pod on the beach and let's go meet him. <laughs> Head on. Yeah. Mm, All right. Okay. So you guys fly out there, huh? That's the plan. Big plan. Pretty badass. I want to be like shredding like heavy <laughs> Metallica metal guitar while I'm on the back of this dragon. Just <laughs> wings are full spread. <laughs>